all of the phone calls you're making, all the follow-up you're doing, all of the relationships you're building, man, it snowballs. So yeah. it might you might not see it today or tomorrow, but if you keep persisting and you get people to like you, they will bring you deals. If you have to know everything before you can do anything, you'll never actually do anything. You'll never take action. I'm really excited today because we're going to have Mark Beal come on and Mark's going to talk to us and share with us about a recent deal. Congratulations. It's great. It's a, it's a 20K wholesale deal. And hopefully that becomes the norm, right? Like that's the goal here in the business is we're doing those every week, every month and building a sustainable business. But Mark, it's exciting because you've, uh, you know, I've gotten to know you a little bit because we spent some time in Puerto Rico when you came out to the to the fast track training and you're very active. You're like, to me, you're like the poster child of a of a good student because you're always learning, always asking, always trying to further your knowledge and and participating. So that's that's I think how you learn the fastest is when you're you're hitting obstacles and then you're you're overcoming those obstacles and you're reaching out to get support on that. So I'm really proud of you for that. So let's let's talk about this deal you've got. So tell us a little bit about if, if people don't know you yet, you guys will get to know Mark. He's very outspoken and willing to share, willing to help. But Mark, maybe tell us a little bit about your start and what led up to now and, and kind of, and then we'll go into a deal breakdown on this deal you've got. Yeah. Uh, amen. So, um, um, so I kind of, I'm a context guy and, you know, I, I tend to use my ears and my mouth in the opposite ratio in which uh, God gave them to me, but uh, I'm learning. So I bought a house in uh, South Carolina, in the upstate, and I got a uh, a VA loan on my house, which means I didn't put any money down on it, which at the time was awesome. And I was uh, persuaded by another friend of mine to buy a house close to the city and uh, one that I could somehow use like a duplex or an investment house so I could have my tenant pay most of or all of my mortgage, which I did, which is super good advice. <laughs> and so I was doing solar panels at the time, selling solar panels and um, I don't know if anybody has them or not, but it, um, you know, when you sell solar panels, you can make a good money, but, um, I value integrity and honesty. And I just feel like I couldn't really do that and make the kind of money that the other guys were making if I was going to be honest. Mm -hmm. And so I, my heart, I lost my heart in it. And then all of a sudden, uh, one of my friends was doing a flip house and he was in Pace and Jamil's program and he introduced me to subject two and some of your, you and Pace did a, um, a playlist about the creative finance masterclass. Mm -hmm. And I, I learned that you can do real estate investing without any of your own cash and my jaw about hit the floor. And I was just <laughs> like, I'm 34 years old, man. And nobody ever told me this. And uh, this is going to change my life. Right. Yeah. And so I started going after it. I started pursuing just like, you know, looking on Facebook, looking on Zillow and like, hey, you know about subject two, like, let's do it. Um, and I I just took action and I learned a lot as I went. And um, one of the houses that I looked at and in, in, uh, I found on Facebook Marketplace, it was from another investor. It was an owner financing house. And I went there and it was a really, it was in the hood. And uh, they literally put, you know, some paint and makeup on it. And it looked really, I mean, this, they did a really poor job on it. And um, and they wanted way too much interest. And so I kind of talked to the, these these sellers about the deal. And they had a different deal because um, this one wasn't going to work for me. They had a different one out in another place called Anderson, South Carolina. And um, I thought it was interesting. It was a house that needed to be flipped. And at the time... I was like, okay, cool. What do I do with it? And so I, I reached out to the, um, I was on another chat 
uh, called the Elephant Challenge for a little while. And uh, I was like, hey, does anybody here know anybody that wants to do flips or buy houses in upstate South Carolina? And within probably an hour, somebody reached out and said, hey, call this guy, Chad. Then I called this guy, Chad, and we connected and like we both have faith based backgrounds. And um, and we just hooked up and I was like, hey, you want this house in Anderson? And he's like, yeah, I'll pay $50,000 for it. And I was like, cool. I got him to, to, to sell it to me for 45 grand and I made five grand on a deal and I didn't really know what I was doing. Because mm. um, when my buddy, my buddy told me about wholesaling, I kind of have an aversion to sales because my mind in sales, all the sales job I've had, it's all about me. It's all about making the money and it's all about, you know, it's not straightforward and I hate a pushy salesman. So it's like, I don't want to be that guy, man, you know, but um, so I wholesaled a deal <clears throat> and I made five grand on it and it helped me pay for this program. And so I got in and then um, I was like, oh, that's pretty, pretty cool, man. Like solo doesn't work like that. And so let's do this. And so I just kept on watching the YouTube videos, um, you know, predominantly your videos on uh, on YouTube, which are really helpful. Um, and then I kind of got into the fast track program and I just started getting deals, man. And I uh, threw my searching. I found a guy that what you might call a bird dog. And um, he was trying to sell these four houses on Facebook, but he was like, hey, you can't go see him. Here's a couple of pictures and $100,000. And I was just like, or $104,000 because he wanted to make a $4,000 assignment fee on four houses. And so um, I was like, cool, let's do it. Um, I got him. I tried to get him under contract, but the seller was not ready to sell at that time. And I kind of just forgot about it. And, you know, in the meantime, I'm doing deals. I've got a flip happening. Um, I got a, I got a house subject to, and um, I'm just trying to figure it out, learn as I earn and, you know, put it together. And um, since I think I did probably 13 deals in the meantime. Yeah. Then that, that deal with the bird dog did that. So that bird dog, he did not have the contract. He just said, Hey, here's the seller. Here's this lead. If you make a deal, give me four grand. Is that kind of what he said to you? Yeah, I think the seller was going to pay him initially. And that guy has brought me like eight or nine deals already. Yeah. Which is awesome. Take care of them. Take care of your people, guys. Yeah. And um, and so he brought me this deal. It didn't work out because the seller wasn't ready to squeeze the trigger okay. at this point. And um, then all of a sudden, you know, I'm still focusing on other deals. I'm focusing on coming back from Puerto Rico and, you know, trying to say, hey, I can't. This is what I'm doing is too much for me alone to handle. It's mm -hmm. I'm all over the place. Like I need a streamline. I need help. And, um, and then the seller reached out to me again. He's like, Hey, are you still interested in these deals? And I was like, absolutely. Let's take them. And so I got him on a contract finally. And uh, I have a good working relationship with some buyers in the area. And I was like, Hey man, you want the deal? $20,000 coming your way. Uh, well, 120 grand for the deal coming your way. And so I got him on a contract for a hundred grand and um, I assigned it for $20,000. And there's been a little bit, because he uses private money to that, do his deal. That was the four, that was the four house package or, or something different? Four house. Yeah. These houses were trash. Yeah. Came back home. yeah, yeah. I mean, these are, I mean, I didn't even run comps for these houses because the area that they're at, it's all like kind of low income section eight, you know, it's. Did you, Mark, did you price them like 25 each or how'd you package it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the houses, according to some of the other guys I had to go look at it, probably needed to be knocked down. Yeah. Um, so one of them had a lady in it with a Section 8 month-to-month -month tenant, and the other two were abandoned. They had squatters in there. And Why'd your um, buyer want them, do you think? 
Because he, that's his business model. He wants to yeah. buy houses. He wants to put money into them, renovate them, rent them out and hold them and uh, and eventually sell them. Okay. He uses private money to so do he it. Just, so he wasn't afraid that they were big, scary projects or anything. He no, was, no. He, so this guy actually used to be a general contractor, a national general contractor. He kind of still is, but he, he left his work to do like missionary work for a while. And so now he's he's back in the swing of things and trying to, you know, use his businesses for like marketplace ministry a little bit. And so this is kind of what he does. And this is what he does. So he's a contractor and he's also an yeah. investor. And so okay. he handles a lot of deals. And so. So so you were able to then through follow up that seller kind of come, comes around. Finally, you agree on one hundred thousand mm-hmm. for the four properties. Yep. You take that to your buyer, this contractor buyer, and he wants them for and you and you Dispo it to him for 120. 120, just like that. No problem. Yeah. And um, and so a lot of the time I've used kind of Nathan Payne's idea where you like reverse wholesale it. Mm-hmm. But now I, I'm um, and so what my encouragement to all of you guys and whoever's gonna watch this would be all of the phone calls you're making, all of the follow-up you're doing, all of the relationships you're building, man, it snowballs. So yeah. it might you might not see it today or tomorrow, but if you keep persisting and you get people to like you, they will bring you deals. People are going to remember you and all of it. Now, as I'm you know, starting to go into the next leg of business, because now I've got a CRM, we just got Investor Lift. And so now we're probably going to be looking at after maybe a deal or two, uh, maybe hiring Brandon Bateman to do the pay-per-click stuff. And if I'm if I'm understanding this correct, which I, I fed I got from Puerto Rico, like this is going to be what's going to launch us into a lot of volume and, you know, really being, you know, really succeeding with a business, the yeah. business that does deals instead of chases deals. And so um, that's exciting for me, but I, I wouldn't be in this situation. I wouldn't have had 17 deals already if I haven't uh, without the consistency and the follow-up. And so for some of you guys that are struggling to maybe, if you haven't done a deal yet, you have to resolve within yourself because Mark can do this because Jerry can do this because anybody else can do this. I can do it too. You know? And so um, the other thing I would say too, I would add to that, Mark, uh, one of the qualities that I see in you is uh, the imperfect action. Um. Like mm-hmm. as I've gotten to know you, you've you've gotten into some contracts where you know you lost your earnest money or you got into that creative deal that you had to get out of. And so, but what I love about you is you don't view the the mistakes or the you know failures or whatever you want to call them. You don't you don't look at those as any kind of setbacks. You just look at that as part of your education and learning how to build a business. And that yeah. mindset's very powerful because what what I what I see happen often is people get in this business and they think they're going to bat a thousand percent, right? Like they think every deal is going to. And so what, what happens is, is if you have to know everything before you can do anything, you'll never actually do anything. You'll never take action. Whereas the fastest way to learn is to just learn enough, go out there and fumble through it, make mistakes, do it wrong. Because in that process is when you'll learn, okay, here's the nine ways that I did that wrong not to do next time. And so you end up going through this process and it's like process of elimination. You're like learning the things not to do. You're learning the things to do. I mean, you want to avoid mistakes. So you're also trying to learn what to do to not make mistakes, but it's inevitable. If you're going to be doing something, the minute you sign a contract and you're moving forward, you're going to start to make mistakes. You're going to over-contract on something. You're not going to be able to find a buyer. 
you're going to run into title issues, your buyer's going to back out, all the things happen. Yeah. But it's as those things happen, you're on the ground, your your real life education is going to tr- it's going to propel you forward so much faster than yeah. if you're just learning again or you know, I got to I, I got to learn how to do X, Y, Z better before I'll actually, you know, make an offer to anybody or whatever it might be. Right. And yeah. you're like busting at the seams, you know, dropping balls. And that's when, you know, I got to start to learn how to manage and hire people. Not because you were so prepared that you just did it perfectly. No, you're dropping balls. And that's when you're like, okay, I can't keep carrying this load on my own. Now the next big hurdle is okay. How do I hire an acquisitions person? Or yeah, you know, you're going through this, making lots of mistakes, falling down a lot, and doing deals. You know, you're yeah. you're done. You're making mistakes, but you've done 17 deals. I mean, yeah. what better way to, like you said, you know, learn while you're earning or earn while you're learning? That's powerful. It is, and um, you know, I've I've learned. I've been doing this now since June is when I learned about subject two and, you know, wholesaling to me, I was a little bit averse to in the beginning because like just the idea of being a salesman and just something I don't like about it, but I've learned and I've matured in my understanding since then. And now it's like, this needs to be the beginning. This needs to be like, there's, this is awesome. And I think Rob Wensley coming in there and giving his testimony about like working with that company, just that whole two days in Puerto Rico was for me revolutionary in how I was seeing things. And it kind of it equipped me with at least knowledge and know-how to ex- expand. And so now I'm, I'm JVing with a, with a guy in the group here. Um, you know, we're partnering on buying the CRM and getting everything loaded. And, you know, we got, we got a super steal on investor lift. Yeah. Like we got a 90% discount on investor lift, honestly. And, um, and I'm pumped about it, man. And so we're going to actually be a machine, that's doing deals now. And I'm bringing in four other guys for, to, to do acquisitions with us. Um, some are licensed and one guy just quit his job and he's like, I'm all in. He's going, he just spent a 900 bucks. I'm going to see Sharif in Puerto Rico next week. This guy just spent 900 bucks to come with me. Yeah. That's awesome. And so like he's all in. And so the thing for, for, I guess I happen to be a visionary. I happen to be an action taker. Um, but I need somebody like my wife or like, you know, other people that are not like me, to bring perspective, to bring balance, to complement each other. Yeah. And so when you guys are out there, maybe we're doing your first deal or two, you might be a lone ranger a little bit, but, um, you know, network with other wholesalers, network with a lot of other people and agents as well. I mean, everybody can be an asset to you as well as you can be an asset to them. And so if you do what you say and you have integrity in your character, um, and you can just make people laugh or, you know, sometimes I make jokes with people and if they don't laugh, I'm like, well, this is probably not going to work out, man. Sorry. Like <laughs> you got to have some kind of a, you know, ability to just connect with people and, um, and consistency, persistence, don't give up day after day. I mean, put, put the work in and it's going to, it's going to amalgamate or, or amount to something big and you're going to have momentum and then agents are going to bring deals to you. Yeah. Bird dogs are going to bring deals to you. Um, it, you're just going to find people wanting to bring you stuff. And the more you get out there and you can actually close on deals, you know, and you've proven it with your, you know, your HUD statements and your checks and all that stuff, people are going to want to work with you. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I really have a bend on defying the the wholesaler stigma, at least where I'm at, where wholesalers kind of tie up properties. They can't close, you know, they just burn people and let's not do that. Let's be the guy that doesn't do that. You know, let's be the guy that does what he says, you know? Um, and yeah, so I think, really- I think that's really powerful, Mark. And, you know, one of the things I remember we talked about a little bit when, when you were out in Puerto Rico was, um, 
you know, as the visionary or as the leader, you know, of your business, as you start to build a team, as you start to grow, um, one of the things I talk about a little bit is, is you'll, you'll want to start to attract talented people into your organization and, and talent will only follow vision. So strong talent will only want to align with a good visionary. And meaning like, if you want to really have good people in your organization, hardworking, committed, loyal, you know, competent, all the things then they need to feel like they're attaching to a train that's going places. And it doesn't mean you have to already be going there or have experience or have the thing built yet. They just need to buy into your vision and believe in you as a visionary. And once people believe in you, that you're, you're, that you're going to take this somewhere special and you're doing, you're doing work that's meaningful. And like you said, you've got, you're doing things right to people. You have integrity. You'll attract that, right? That you'll, your tribe will attract to you and you'll be able to, you'll be able to get that talent. Um, which means the key to getting talented people is you develop yourself as a leader. So it's uh, that self-development is crucial. And the more you develop yourself, the more you'll be able to attract higher quality talent. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. And um, if I could drive anything home for anybody is uh, just the persistence and consistency because I I'm I mean it takes a little bit of time depending on where you're at and who you are, um, but for me it's proved that you know I've got now a list in my phone of probably thirty or forty cash buyers that mm-hmm. I have personally connected with. Yeah, got a list of probably two hundred real estate agents in North and South Carolina that I have actually had conversations with and like hey save my number, you know through connecting with a real estate agent, trying to, you know, trying to do deals, right, in the regular residential wholesale, uh, just by me connecting with her, you know, we were talking a little bit, and uh, she brought me a commercial deal. Mm-hmm. And I have another uh, another uh, JV partnership with a commercial investor. And uh, man, I could, if the numbers are right on this, I can make between hundred and $300,000 on one fee, one wholesale yeah. fee, which is huge, yeah. you know? Um, and that came through that came through a relationship on residential and building momentum and just having those quality conversations every single day. Yeah. That's where that yeah. came from. And it's interesting because, you know, somebody said something to me that I thought was really compelling. And it's like talking to his hearers is like you, the hearers, the audience lack. You limit yourself because of your inability to communicate. That's a big one. And so if you are a bad communicator, be honest and humble and learn how to communicate. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, that requires me to listen better. For some people that are introverted, it requires you to actually speak up more and share your your heart, connect, read people, connect with people, match them. Um, another thing he said was that you uh, lack knowledge and you lack creativity, but you lack creativity because you lack the knowledge. Mm-hmm. And so like I have a guy that I'm bringing on to work with us, to JV with us, who's done like 10 flips, residential flips, and he's made good profits on his flips. And, you know, he's a young 23-year-old kid driving a freaking Corvette. And, um, you know, he used to make like $8,000 a day selling Legal Shield. It's like, what the heck? Yeah. And, um, but now he's a real estate agent. He's been an agent for almost three years. And I'm I'm just introducing him to the idea of wholesaling and subject two. And he will only buy his flips at like a 62% loan to value, all in cash and, and rehab. So it's hard. He's he's going to do big deals, but few deals because he he wants the, the margin. Right? Yeah. So when I shared with him about wholesaling, he just looked at me 
like he saw a ghost and he's like, dude, I could have done so many wholesale deals that didn't work for me to flip, but I could have still made money on a wholesale with somebody else. And so we had that vision, that, that epiphany, and now he's in. And so, but that took me investing into him. Like I wholesaled him a deal and the deal didn't go so well because of unforeseen damages in the house. So it cost him like 40,000 more in rehab costs than he wanted to cough up, but he's still going to make 70 grand in the house. But, um, but I kept on following up with him and like, now he's my, he's coming to my house. His family came to my house. I met his wife and his kids and like my kids played with their kids. And so it's all in the relationship. And he actually took a two and a half hour drive to me down to this commercial building. And we, you know, we did lunch together and we were just talking about business and family and faith and whatever. Yeah. And so now that guy, he's got access to the MLS and in, in the areas where I'm up here. And he wants to, he wants to do wholesaling. He, he's not interested in per se being an EXP agent. That's he'll do it, but like he wants to invest and you never know who you're going to mm-hmm. come across in that one relationship that you call doing your outreach, whether it's agents or anybody else could be a person that's going to dramatically enhance your business or change your life and you change theirs. Yeah. That- that's powerful. Very powerful. Love that. Guys, what, uh, leave some comments and, and share some takeaways that you've gotten from Mark. But Mark, I, man, I think that's really good advice. And you're going to go so far in this business because of how much you're valuing these relationships and, and just the, you're, you're investing in people and that's going to pay off huge dividends as you're seeing already. So congratulations. That's just amazing. Um, so super proud of you. Guys, leave a comment and say, Mark, you're a flipping genius. Congratulations, Mark, too, on, on that big 20K deal. That's really cool. You know, I, I feel 5K. like, what's that? Better than the 5K ones I was talking about in Puerto Rico. Yeah, yeah. You know, we had a conversation there where where you were averaging like these these uh, small, you know, three to five, $6,000 wholesales. And, and really, tell me if you agree with this, um, shifting from, you know, 5,000 average wholesale to 15 or 20 or even higher it's less about changing anything you're doing. And it's more just about a mindset because then you'll show up a little differently. You'll hold firm on price. You'll, you'll, you know, you'll buy deeper, you'll connect with better buyers. It's just, it's more of a, of a shift in your mind about higher assignment fees than it is really anything else. Yeah. And you know, it's now that it's interesting you say that because my first deal ever was that sub two deal that I got that I, I'm not going to say I wish I didn't get, but it just, I paid the tuition price and it was, you know, it was like paid Harvard versus a state school, you know? And um, I remember if I, if I'm honest at that point, and I don't think this is the only time, but I feel like I've outgrown this, but I, I wanted the deal to the point where I was willing to get a deal rather than no deal, even if it was a bad deal. And so right. the, the, what's going to make you, in my opinion, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, is being willing to walk away from the deal if it's not a good deal and it's okay because there's a better one around the corner. Yeah, because what you have to think about here is opportunity cost, right? So if you tie up your team, your bandwidth, your energy on a 3K or 5K deal or whatever size deal, when you tie up bandwidth on a deal, what's happening is you have limited resources. Nobody has unlimited resources. Those resources get tied up and now those resources aren't, putting time and attention and effort into something that might yield a bigger return. So yeah. like flips, flipping is the same way for me. At some point in time, you have to keep redefining your what you would consider a home run deal or a deal worthy of, of doing because you got to buy it. You got to bring money and capital to the deal. You got to still manage a rehab. You got to still get it up and sell it. And so you can do all of that work and make 
try to make 20 grand or 25 grand or do all of that work and make 100 grand, same time, energy and effort, but one yields a bigger return. Wholesaling's everything's got that mindset. Everything's the same way. So what it means is it means you have to start setting higher minimum thresholds on things like my minimum assignment fee. So with me and my partners, we have minimums of like 15,000. Like we don't even want to touch it if it's not 15,000. Now, sometimes they fall in less than that. But the point is, is I don't even want to think about it if we're not making at least 15. And, and really we're averaging more into the probably 25, 30, because we hit some 40s and some big ones. Mm-hmm. So it's just changing the way that you're structuring your deal flow and you're getting away from small margins, focusing on the bigger margins. And it's transformational because you can do, you can do 10 times fewer deals and make twice as much money than running around transacting a bunch of small stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting too. Like I'm actually, I've got a JV partnership with a guy in this group. He's on this call actually. And um, and we're going to like, we've been in this, what, not even two weeks and we've already got a deal under contract. We've got two properties in North Carolina that uh, I, we, if the titles, there's an issue with the title, but if the title work can come back, we can probably make 50 grand on one deal. Yeah, there you um, go. Because we're going to wholesale it to the commercial auto body neighbor that wants the, the two acres. They're just going to bulldoze yeah. the houses and just take the land. Yeah. You, we've got a uh, waiting for the real estate agent in uh, Elizabethtown, Kentucky to get back to us. And I've got some friends out there. Again, remember the relationships. I've got people that I know that I trust that like we know their families. We've slept, we've slept at their houses before that do remodels. And so I was like, hey, guys, do you want to you know work together? Like if I buy a house, you know, do you... You guys want to remodel it? And so we got the, we ran the comps, we got all that stuff, and they gave me a bid on it. They walked through the house. Yeah, we'll do the job for eighty thousand dollars material and labor. And so the me and me and Nick here, we can make forty five thousand dollars at least on that deal. And I'm not I go to Kentucky once just to say hi, you know, like let's go to Olive Garden, man, and get some unlimited soup and salad. And then you know I'm going to go back to South Carolina and press on. Yeah, you can do that everywhere. Yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Man, I love that. All right. Well, Mark, so proud of you. Congratulations. Really awesome. Love your stories and your energy. I hope you guys can feel Mark's energy, his excitement. He brings a lot of life and passion to, to the business and what he does. So that's it's just fun to, to hear from you and to see that energy. Um, and I love the comments. Mark, you're a flipping genius. Really cool.